This episode is also brought to you by Thin Vine Wines. Thin Vine Wines is a family-owned small-batch winery that proudly supports first responders, veterans, as well as cancer survivors and fighters. If you order from Thin Vine Wines, $2 of each bottle sold is donated to nonprofits which supports first responders, the military, cancer research, and disaster relief. And isn't that what we all want, to feel good about feeling good? Well, that's what Thin Vine Wines is all about. Well, in these crazy times, let the 10-8 podcast help you too. Now, when you order two or more bottles of wine, you use promo code 108, T-E-N, the number 8, to check out, and you get $10 off your order. Again, that's 108, T-E-N, the number 8, for $10 off two or more bottles of wine. And let me tell you, I just had their Thin Blue Vine on vacation, and it was amazing. So please, check them out at thinvine.wine. Then enjoy. The views and opinions expressed on the 108 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 108 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. This is the 108 podcast. Live from somewhere in Florida. Is your host, Officer Y. Tonight, a special report from Portland, Oregon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode eight, redo, uh, of the 10A podcast. My name is Officer Y. I know you're thinking, wait a second, didn't, wasn't this released yesterday? And it was. Um, for the past almost two months now, I have uh, diligently released a new episode every Thursday. And as of yesterday, about this time, I was sticking to that. Um, but here's the thing. This episode this week, um, I had interviewed a Portland police officer. We had an agreement that the episode and the interview would be anonymous. um, Because, listen, I understand that we are dealing with people's livelihoods livelihoods here. Um, I don't want anyone to get in trouble at work. And I don't, you know, want anyone to be offended or anything like that. So, anyway, we had this agreement. Actually, we'll take it a step back. I had another episode totally planned. Um, with a different police officer who is kind of in the renaissance period of their career, decided that they're going to change things up a little bit. Really, it's a good story, and I can't wait to actually share it with you, but that police officer is not ready to go public with this, um, so we decided to push that off. And when that person is ready, sometime in the beginning of the new year, we are going to do that episode because I think it's going to be a really interesting story for you guys to listen to. So... I was going to do that, and then as a bonus, I was going to do a second mini-interview in the episode with this Portland police officer that I was just talking about. So when the first officer said, no, I can't do it right now, I said, that's fine. So I changed the entire plan of the episode to be focused around this Portland interview. Did the interview, came out great. I thought it came out great. My guest thought it came out fine. Um, And then we released it, and apparently, no one reached out to me, Um, people in Portland... Not loving the episode. So the 
person that I interviewed asked if I could remove the episode. So I did. And here we are. So I am not going to have a bye week. I'm not a football team. So here I am re-recording the episode for you guys to enjoy. So what's going to happen is in just a moment I'm going to play the intro to the first to the last episode. I'm not changing anything really. And then where the interview would be, I'm going to kind of figure it out. Uh, I'm going to try to get some cool people to stop in and and maybe say hi or something. And we'll do like a post Thanksgiving wrap up. I really don't know, but we'll see. So anyway, here comes the intro or the opening segment, I should say. Um, Here is what my intro was for episode eight. Now, for those of you not familiar, may I suggest you get from under your rock and find out, um, Portland, Oregon has faced a brunt, I wouldn't say the brunt, but definitely uh, a great deal of the anti-police sentiment, which has been stirred up the past six or so months. For example, uh, their city councilwoman, Joanne Hardesty, uh, has been publicly outspoken about defunding the police for years, and now she's actually getting her way. I believe we're at a historic time at the city of Portland and the historic nature of the city council's vote today will put us on a trajectory uh, to fundamentally reimagine what community safety looks like. City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, a longtime activist, tried for decades to change the Portland Police Bureau from the outside. Then she got elected, the first black woman to serve on Portland City Council. Last year, during similar budget talks, She tried to defund the gun violence reduction team because she believes it's racist and was overwhelmingly voted down. But this year, with the death of George Floyd and the resulting protests across the country and in Portland, things are very different. I am feeling um, cautiously optimistic that my colleagues now understand what I've been trying to tell them for years, is that it is inappropriate for us to be funding organizations that racially target specific communities for overplacing. And let me just say, Pat, that I am giddy that uh, I'm not the only one on the city council who now sees that the gun violence reduction team uh, should not exist. Meanwhile, she also calls the police when she's in need of help in a quote-unquote emergency. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, well, I got a Lyft driver that decided he would just drop me off at a filling station and he wants me to get out, and I'm not getting out of the car and the dog at a filling station. Not happening. All because I asked him to put the window up, but I'm not leaving. He says I have to get out of his car, or he's calling the police, so I decided to call for help. Okay. I mean, technically it's his property and you have a civil agreement. There's no crimes involved. Uh, well, he said he was calling the cops. I told him I, he's not going to speak me on It's not a crime to call the cops. Well, I mean, I could have the officer. What was that? I said, uh, I am not going to allow him to leave me on the side of the road. I paid for I paid for a ride, and okay. uh, he canceled it. He says he canceled it. Canceled. So I'm just going to sit here until he sends me another ride. I can't send you a ride. You have to only you can the only you can order another ride. This, this is not a police issue that I will hang up, but I'm not getting out of this car in the dark. Now, I would never chastise, ridicule, make fun of anyone for calling the police EMS fire if they were in dire need of help. 
But this one, I take special concern with. I don't know. I would really like to sit down and talk with her. Um, it'd be very frustrating, but <clears throat> I would really like to ask her why she felt so unsafe. I want to know what about getting out of that lift in that part of town at that part of night made her feel unsafe. Now, I'm sure if I sat down and talked to her, she would say something along the lines of the ridiculousness about being a woman of color at night and that the police would single her out and harass her. And I base that off something she said later about that call, where she said that she wanted to call the police before the Uber driver or Lyft driver or whatever, because she thought that if the police responded for the driver, then she, as the woman of color, would be harmed. That's bullshit. Now listen, I have no idea where this is in the city of Portland. It may not even be in Portland. It could be somewhere else in Oregon. I don't know. I know nothing about that area, the demographics, nor the crime trends. But I know that in the city I work in, there are gas stations where if I had to be there unarmed in the middle of the night, yeah, I'd feel the exact same way. But the reason that is, is because the criminal element at that gas station or in that neighborhood is just so high and violent. It's common sense. And and I don't, I don't fault her for feeling that way, but she would never admit that. And I'm not going to lie to push an agenda, but she obviously is. Now, my second question is, Councilwoman, you say the police are a waste of money. You say the gun violence team is not needed. But those are the exact same goons your city needs to get rid of the dangerous people that you're afraid of. You know, I truly wish politicians with no life experience besides politicking would stop telling hardworking people what to do and how to live their lives and how to do their job. Listen, if you weren't in the military or if you weren't in law enforcement, you have no idea what they really do. I wasn't military, so I won't speak on behalf of them, but I'm law enforcement. I can tell you, you don't know what we do because before I was a cop, I had no real idea. Listen, if you're scared as a random citizen, that's okay. That's what the police are here for. And finally, Congresswoman, or Councilwoman, I'm sorry, you say the police are a waste of money, yet you call on an emergency line over a business complaint. You know, there's a non-emergency line for that. And any dispatcher or law enforcement officer will tell you that there is nothing more infuriating than people calling 911 the emergency line because their kid won't go to school, or there's a loose dog in the neighborhood, or they're out of chicken nuggies. Ma'am, what's the problem? They're out of chicken nuggets. I've eaten them every day for 15 years. And you called 911 because they're out of chicken nuggets? What am I supposed to do? I don't know what you're supposed to do, but right now, you need to bring it down. No, I yes, won't. Yes, you will. This private channel must be important. 6 Adam 43, Roger. Ma'am, have you tried the fish sandwich? The fish? It's pretty good. Anyway, I kind of got off on a tangent. All I want to say is, Joanne Hardesty, you are my clown of the week. She, she's a peach, isn't she? Uh, it's definitely got to be a rough place to work and to live, especially if you're on this side of the conversation. Uh, especially when you take into account that the amount of riots that these officers deal with daily and have for months. That being said, if you listening 
um, work for one of these agencies that were or have been affected by riots, protests, etc. Um, whether it's LAPD, NYPD, Minneapolis, Kenosha, all the ones that have been in the news, even Portland. Um, reach out. I ha- In just a little bit, I'll put up the number for my voicemail and I will... Uh, I'll play it. You don't. You can be anonymous if you'd like. I don't know. I think it's a good way to stir the conversation up. But for now, we are done with the intro portion. Let's take a quick music break and then. Well, there's no interview now, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what I can come up. With. Boy, 10-8. Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just trying to enjoy the holiday, bro. Yeah, yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was fantastic too. Spent too much damn time in the car, but it was it was well worth it. Where'd you go? So I actually got some family out in Tampa, uh, went out to see them. So you know how that is trying to drive around Florida during the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Especially I four of all places. Definitely, definitely going getting through Orlando wasn't bad. Uh, just really back country roads in the middle oh, of okay. no lights was definitely fun. <clears throat> but it was a fun holiday, man. Just trying to get out of town for get away from work for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially you know when you're uh, not breaking your leg and stuff. Look, man. Um, <laughs> if I did it to myself, I think it wouldn't be as funny. But the fact that uh, the fact that it wasn't my fault for once. It's probably the best day. Right. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, so for everyone listening that don't that doesn't know you, um, <laughs> go ahead and, which I mean, you know, a couple thousand followers, they may not. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick because I don't think they've heard your voice before. What's up, man? So this is actually uh Socrates underscore speaks on Instagram. Um Officer Reed, if anybody doesn't know me. But thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you checking in, bro. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, so I had this entire episode planned. Things happen totally. You know, I mean, it is with it is what it is with the job. But I figured I'd take the time and uh, catch up with some people that either haven't talked to before on here, or I'm going to in the future, or maybe people that I have already. And uh, that's you know, I figured I hit you up. I knew you're not up to anything at the moment, you know. So figure. (laughs) No, I'm not up to much. I'm just like, (laughs) it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what are you doing for the rest of the time off? You got anything planned? Just trying to spend some time with family, man. Um, 
it's actually funny. This episode is going to come out just about when uh, my parents actually listen to your podcast. So made the split second decision to eat up some of this leave time and actually surprise my mom as like a little after holiday. Uh, so it'll be pretty dope. So stay tuned for the lovely video of my mom ugly crying when I pop up on her next week. But now nah, for this weekend, man, we're just relaxing, chilling, trying to trying to recoup and uh, hoping my knee regrows itself at some point. Nice. Yeah, you need a spontaneously willing into action. Yeah, you need like Deadpool's uh, regeneration <laughs> powers or something. <laughs> Definitely. All right, man. So typically, you know, you've listened to the podcast, and typically, I ask a whole bunch of random questions at the end of it. I'm not doing that this episode. I just don't have the time for it. But uh, I pulled some questions that I haven't asked before. So you're gonna get one of them, and then uh, I got to go make a couple other calls. So. This is your uh, this is your one signal three question of the day. Uh, which living person do you admire the most? Living person I admire the most. Oh, that's actually rough, man. Um, that's hard because I yeah. Okay, so obviously you got to say my dad to start off. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That man is just amazing from being. One, because he's my father, so obviously he is going to be the best dad in the world, no matter who asked me. Um, but if I had to say anyone I legitimately, genuinely look up to, uh, if you have not followed him yet, you definitely should. Andy Frizzella, the mm-hmm. CEO of First Form, just from how he started his business, his mindset on just being unbreakable, building yourself up mentally, physically, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check his stuff out if you guys have not. Um, his page on Instagram is full of motivational crap. I love it because I roll out of bed feeling like a sack of shit most of the time. Um, but yeah, if if I can say like one person outside of <laughs> outside of the one that I need to say for sure, yeah, um, Andy Frisella is going to definitely be the guy that uh, my go to when I need that little pep talk for myself. Yeah, absolutely. I started, you know, I've heard of First Form for a while. I just started, you know, in 75 Hard. Um, I finally started following him probably because you posted him. Um, I am always blowing him up on my page. Um, Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's probably been a few months that I've been following him now, and I just started listening to his podcast, which if you haven't, it's Real AF. Um, He had another one before that, but he morphed it into Real AF. Um, He also has a thing on his website where he will come onto your podcast. So if you have one and you want him on, I already applied and I haven't heard back. So I don't think I'm big enough yet, but Hey, I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. One day. Yes, indeed, bro. All right. Listen, man, I really appreciate you taking a second and, uh, saying hi. I will, uh, I'll get with you later. Yes, indeed. See you later, bro. Take it easy. Go back to Portland. Go back to school. Go back to the nineties. When shit was cool Go back to metal Go back to punk Go back to fucking And fucking up Oh Wrestling across punk Cause he grabbed her bag of donuts On the corner of Southwest 13th Avenue Nobody gives a fuck About your stupid food truck at all got five apes in a cage 
You got a banana hanging by a string in the middle of the cage. You got some stairs going to the banana. Now, pretty soon, one of those apes is going to go for the banana. As soon as you hit the stairs, you take a hose and you spray all five apes with freezing cold water for five minutes. Now, some time passes, and pretty soon another one of the apes is going to make the same attempt with the same result. All five apes get sprayed with the cold water. Now you turn off the cold water. You never use it again. One of the apes is going to go for the banana. He hits the stairs. The other four apes pounce on him and beat the shit out of him, right? Okay. Understandable. Now you replace one of those original apes with a new ape. After a while, that new ape, he's going to spy that banana. And when he goes for the stairs, the other four apes are going to jump on him and beat the shit out of him, right? Now, time passes. You replace another one of the original apes with a new ape. That new ape is going to go for the banana. The other four apes beat the shit out of him, right? Including the first new ape, who has no idea why he's so enthusiastically beating the shit out of this poor guy, nor why he himself had the shit beat out of him, okay? Now, you keep replacing these original apes with new apes until finally you've got a cage filled with five apes who have never had the freezing cold water sprayed on them, and nevertheless, not one of the apes will ever attempt to climb those stairs again. Why not? Because that's the way it's always been done around here. All right, so I'm back. That song was uh, Portland by the Menzingers. It's their uh, acoustic version. If you never listen to the Menzingers, man, let me tell you, there's something I call grown-up or mature pop-punk. They fall in the same line as, like, the loved ones, uh, hot water music, uh, even a little bit of uh, Alkaline Trio. They're just an older band, Alkaline Trio. But anyway, I love it. Love them. So they'll probably be featured on here a lot. Um, Actually, they were in the Elio Combat Fitness episode, too. All right, so this is where the interview would go. But like I said, um, upon my guest request, I removed it and I kind of had a feeling I should have had, you know, that interview was plan B. I should have had a plan C. I always do. I always do. Someone asked me a while ago what my plan B for law enforcement is. And basically I always have multiple plans because I'm so used to things going a little awry, but I know this person's going to listen to this and think I'm bashing that person. And I'm absolutely not, um, as I said in the opening, um, your career, your well-being, everything that matters more to me than this silly podcast. So going a different route, totally okay for me. Just kind of left me in a bind. I should have had another interview or somebody ready. Uh, We'll see what we can do in just a few. But I am going off the cuff today. Usually I have at least my ideas written down and I kind of go off of that. But I don't have that today. Um, I went to the good old Instagram and, uh, and was hoping that people would call in on the show. Of course they did not, which I I guess you guys don't like that idea. I thought it'd be a good one. Um, unit to back has been doing it on, Hey, my man podcast for a while. 
every once in a while to get someone to call in. But hey, that's okay. That's your thing. So, but what you guys do respond to, I've, I've noticed this, right? This is like a study in human behavior. You, uh, when I put something up and I say, hey, email me, you won't do it. If I say call in, you won't do it. But if I say answer this right here on the Instagram, you'll do it in a heartbeat. And I think that comes to, uh, it speaks volumes about where culture is right now. So first thing I did was an ask me anything. I said, throw me, throw me some questions so I can uh, answer them on here. I didn't really get all that many. Yesterday was a holiday, Thanksgiving. This is the whole, uh, you know, trying to make things relevant or always relevant. I try not, you know, I had one statement in the episode yesterday about Thanksgiving and it was fine, but now I'm competing against Black Friday, post-Thanksgiving. Everyone's still with their family, so that's fine. That's fine. But anyway, so I'm going to go down the list, see what we got for the Ask Me Anything. Someone goes, uh, Murican Pharaoh is, is his name, says, What is your point to pull the ejection handle in the LEO career? So basically, when am I done? What's my line in the sand? And I don't know. As has been discussed at length, my career and why I'm in this is not for public approval, is not for politician approval, it's nothing like that. I still love the job. I still love what I do. And I might be getting ahead of myself. I, don't, I guess there's... So I'll talk about this in the Code 4 check, but basically when, when you start seeing yourself not as yourself anymore, if people around you are going, bro, you are not the person you were when you put that uniform first on, in a negative light, like my family says that my personality has changed, but not not in a bad way, not in a depressive state way, not in anything like that. But when it reaches that where you don't enjoy the job, that's always been my line, you know, that's my line in the sand. You know, there's a difference between being burnt out and stressed and just kind of having a chip on your shoulder and then just flat out not enjoying it. Not, you know, you're showing up to get a paycheck and that's it. That's my line in the sand. When I'm no longer enjoying what I'm doing, it's time to change what I'm doing. That's that's my thing. Um, also, like a lot of people though, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not capable of going to do anything else, but you know, I, I spent six years at this point getting to be the best law enforcement officer that I can be. Um, it would take some time to either redirect those skills to something else or to just do something completely else. Um, and I've previously looked into business school and things like that, just for other reasons, it has nothing to do with what I'm currently doing. And uh, who knows, maybe one day that'll be the thing. But for right now, I enjoy being a law enforcement officer. So I don't foresee that happening and changing anytime soon. Uh, then someone said, no question, just tacos are life. Listen, I enjoy tacos. I'm more of a burrito guy. I enjoy tacos, though. Um, there's a place in Orlando. You guys that work for OPD or Orange County Sheriff's Office, you probably know that area. There is a thing called Gringos Locos Tacos. If you get the double D there, oh, oh my God. It's like a crunch wrap because you got a, so a hard shell taco wrapped in a soft shell. They bind the two things with queso. Oh, my God. That's some good stuff. But that being said... More of a burrito guy myself. Uh, there's a place. In, I, I don't know if it's a national chain. I don't know if it's a Florida chain. 
<laughs> up until three years ago when I met my girlfriend, I thought it was just in my city right here, but apparently it's all over the place. It's a place called Tijuana Flats. That stuff, that's good. But you know, you can't beat a local taco shop, right? Like that's that's the place. That's that's the jam. I don't know what the kids are saying these days, but it's good stuff. All right. Kai Shear, I think I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but that's okay, said, what made you want to go into law enforcement? I grew up with it. I think I've mentioned before my dad was a cop. Um, I was in – he graduated – or I'm sorry. He retired when I was like five. Five? Yeah, I think – yeah. So I was still a kid. I You know, I remember him bringing the police car home, things like that, but um, I didn't grow up around it really. Um, you know, you hear those stories about like, oh, my daughter would play under my desk while I was working homicides. I, I don't think I was like that. I remember like riding around in the police car with my dad, but so I didn't grow up around it, but it was in my blood. Um, I remember being in high school after getting my first ticket or first run in with the police when I got my driver's license. And I was like, man, I didn't know, I didn't know what ride alongs were. Right. I, I grew up in a town with two traffic lights and, uh, so just small, that's what I mean. And um, I was like, man, maybe I should go job shadow, because I didn't know about ride-alongs, a cop, just so I can learn what it's like to harass people. See, I was young and dumb. But anyway, um, it wasn't until a friend of mine was in the police academy while I was struggling to go. I wanted to go to University of Florida, and we just started talking. I kept asking questions about the different classes that they were taking and things like that. And after a while... A uh, bunch of things popped up, and I just joined the police academy. I always had the interest, and it was just—it was enough for me to try it out. My first ride along in the police academy, sold. So, kind of a mixed bag answer. Uh, next question. I don't know what that means, so I'm skipping it. The next one is wisdom, courage, and then the name cuts off. Says, "What's your favorite Christmas memory?" I, I have trouble answering that because I don't really. I've always liked the Christmas season. I like, well, not so much in Florida, but when I was in New Jersey, the cold, as far as like, you need that crisp in the air to really appreciate the season, for me at least. It's just how I am. Um, but I like the season. I like, you know, going to see Christmas lights. I like the music. I like, well, to an extent. I like the movies. I like it all. I do. It really, it it warms me up on the inside. It, you know, in uh, The Grinch, his heart, you know, that's me. It warms me up. It does. I, I'm, I'm st- I still try, you know, I try not to get too negative about things and, and, and dwell, but life has a way of kind of turning you cold to things you once enjoyed. So I try to remember all the stuff I enjoyed and, you know, I get nostalgic. I think that's why they even say, like, when you're depressed, you watch or listen to things that you've watched or listened to millions of times because you're trying to bring back that feel-good feeling from when you, like, for me, I can watch Boy Meets World or Scrubs or How I Met Your Mother just on repeat. It doesn't matter because I had good memories attached to those shows when I was watching them and, you know, it's kind of where it is. It, it's almost not even like you're watching the show anymore. You're just triggering those good memories. And same thing with Christmas. That's how I am. Um, but anyway, speaking, put, tying all that together, I remember I was in high school and I was kind of going through a rough spot. And my dad showed me um, 
It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. And again, I was in a rough spot. That movie, I mean, it's just, it's a very serious movie, you know, for a Christmas movie. It's a classic from a cinema standpoint. And it that movie, you know, I need to watch it every year. It is a rule in my world, in my life, in my brain. It's a rule that it's not, it has to be Christmas Eve. I don't know why, it just has to be. And like, I, I've worked midnights, not as a cop. And I've made sure to watch that movie. And uh, it is what it is. So that's those those are two things. Just the general Christmas season itself and It's a Wonderful Life. Those are the things that I enjoy from the Christmas season. All right, so the next thing I said was, what do you want me to talk about right now in this part of the episode? Because, you know, I'm kind of going on the fly here. I really don't think you guys want to hear me talk. But here we are. So the same person, Wisdom, asked, uh, what do you do when you see or have to work with bad cops? Um, Bad cops as in lazy, bad cops as in dirty. Because me personally, I've never worked with a bad cop like the public wants me to say. I've worked with bad cops because all cops are bad. No, haven't done it. So I can't tell you. I, you you. I feel like cops are kind of forward- moving we're not going to take a passive way of things so if someone is doing something that's messed up we're going to call you out right there um you know i've seen a few people where we're, we're working a call or, or something and i can see that their mind just isn't in the right spot they're angry they're they're taking things a little too personally i'll pull them aside like hey man can you go get something out of the car for me i separate them from the situation and i take it over if it's really a bad situation i'll bring it up to a supervisor i trust hopefully within our direct line of supervision and be like, Hey, can you, you know, can you just keep an eye on this guy? Not to blue Falcon anybody. Cause I know that's what it sounds like, but I will handle things on my own and be like, Hey, this is what I see, man. You know, you good, whatever. But if it's past my level of assistance, you know, your supervisors are there to supervise. I'm not trying to jam anyone up. But sometimes it needs to, you know, if, if, if you do that for so many times and you're like, Hey man, this is, this is what you're doing wrong. Or, Hey, check it, you know, check out this and it doesn't happen. Then yeah, you might have to go one step up beyond that. Um, as far as like lazy cops and everything, I just, Dennis Benino says it all the time. You, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. Regardless, you know, people, some people want to be go-getters and and go arrest the world. Some people just want to take calls and some people will just do what they have to do to get their paycheck and go home. You just choose who you want to associate with. That's all. Uh, M Manis 83 says he wants to know, (laughs) he wants me to talk about the car, the, he he said the karma sutra. I think it's the Kama sutra, but Hey, that's okay for cops. The Kappa sutra. (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> this is this is a kid's show man I can't can't be doing that um that that would be funny for a future episode I might have to keep that one just in case uh that one gator fan says talk about some of your favorite cases moments as a law enforcement officer as much as you can obviously um I've had a few um, I don't know where they stand in the legal realm. You know, I don't know if they're still awaiting trial or whatever, or probably not. They probably pled out by now. But, um, you know, any, we've said it before. Anything that has to do with kids is always a win. 
Um, I just don't like when people victimize people, period. That's really what drives me in this job. Whether it's a thief, it is someone violent, or if it's someone dealing drugs that's going to kill people or, or further make them addicted and rob them of their sense of self. Um, so I, I just like arresting bad people. And I have worked several cases where I've done that. I've dealt with child abuse. I've dealt with counterfeit uh, fraud people. I've dealt with drug dealers. Um, I've, through being a crime scene technician as well, I've dealt with murderers. So there are plenty of different cases that I have worked that I am proud and happy that I was able to be a part of it. But um, I to single it out, I would probably have to talk to you in private about it, not so publicly. That's just how I am. Uh, Mateo0369, get some boys and girls from the job to BS on a topic at that moment and to vent. I'd love to, but so short notice, I'm literally making an entire episode in one day. It is uh, 1127 at 1705 hours, and I'm planning to have this published by 8, 9 o'clock, so can't do it right now. Um, American Pharaoh, he also was earlier, says, talk about relationships while being an LEO, maybe get Miss 10-8 to give her insight. That would be great too. She is busy, so she would not be able to. I don't know if she'd want to. Again, I'd love to do a roundtable discussion. The cop council in a few months will have a conversation on relationships. Um, just got to get there. This was, this episode was supposed to be a cop council episode again with the previous topics I talked about, but it just never happened. Um, tips for coming into a new department. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the thing. So if you have time on the job and you are going to a new place, you need to, obviously you have experience. You're not a rookie. So don't let people treat you like a rookie, but you're brand new. You're day one. Know your place. You know what I mean? Don't walk in there day one acting like, all right, I should be made sergeant tomorrow. Or, hey, you know, when am I going up to the detectives? No. You know, you, you, you chose to start over again. That's fine. Play the game. Don't let people talk down to you. Don't have an FTO who thinks, you know, you're a day one. Be like, hey, man, you know, I may not know how you do things in your department, but I, I've been around the block a few times. So train me you know i think if i were in that situation i would say hey man listen i appreciate what you're doing but i've done this for x years train me so that way i can do well here don't try to shoot shove me out the door because you obviously need people that's why i'm here so just an idea but again don't be a dick gordy mi how cops near the five seven year mark are considering leaving because they're because of the current lack of support i mean that's what i talk about all the time that's what the topic today was going to be. Um, so I'm going to take a quick break from the, that was the last question that we currently have, and I'm not going to add any more. Um, today's code four check actually has to do with what today's episode was originally going to be about. And like I said, I'm going to cover it in a future episode more in depth, but as I hope I've made it clear, I love doing this job. It is rewarding. It's fun. But we really need to be able to look at the flip side. Uh, there may come a point where you don't love it. You lose your happiness. You lose your sense of self. And you forget who you are. And it's really bad when your family can see it. Uh, Nick Santos, a few episodes ago, said, Listen, don't let this job take your smile. 
and it's so true because unfortunately it does happen way too often. So my code for check today for everyone is put you first. There's a meme I saw going around that if you died today, your the the ad to post your replacement would be out before your obituary. Like we can love what we're doing. We love our squads. We love our people. We love our department. We love the citizens we serve. They'd replace you in a heartbeat, man. So be sure to take care of you. If this job has pushed you to the point or past the point of your mental health, uh, you need to be able to realize it. It may mean just taking some time off like I did a few weeks ago. It may mean transferring to a new squad or a new agency like, like you just asked. Hey, it may mean hanging it up altogether. Listen, your mental well-being and your happiness is paramount. If this job is only causing you darkness, then you need to be able to realize it and make the right decision for you and your family. You know, uh, I talk all the time about how much I love being a cop and how important mental health is. Don't put yourself in an unsafe environment. There are plenty of options out there, especially if you have some time on. So, uh, you know, that's what I want to say as far as the code four check. It came up a couple times. It's very frustrating to be a cop. Um, I'm not putting in our interview today from, from my Portland officer, but some of the things that they did talk about that you now won't get to hear, um, is that amid, uh, or amid all the craziness and nonsense that they have to deal with on a daily basis, um, they still love the job. They still love where they work. They still love the citizens. They still love their squad mates. And I think that's important to realize is that we see the darkness, but it's it's when things get rough is that we get tight. We get closer, we get stronger. Um, and it's important to realize that. So listen, I know you guys don't want to hear just me. I get it. My episodes are far better when I have cops that you want to hear talk. But unfortunately, I tried to reach out to a bunch, and um, with the holiday, being with family, overtime, I wasn't able to do anything on the fly. Um, I want to thank my buddy, Officer Reed, for giving me a few minutes of his time uh, trying to fill something here. So we're going to go back to a normal episode uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, Thursday. I'm going to be interviewing George and Stephanie from Project 109. I've talked about them quite a couple times. Um, it's an organization up in Connecticut to help first responders as far as their mental health is concerned. If you aren't following them, look up Project 109 on the socials. Yeah, so they're Instagram, Project.109, and they have a website, Project109.org, a wellness center built for first responders by first responders, bringing peace, resilience, and hope. If you're in Connecticut, check them out, and if you're not in Connecticut, don't worry, we're bringing them to you on Thursday. So... Check that out. Um, the clip before I started talking about 20 minutes ago and uh, after Officer Reed's little mini interview was Five Wet Monkeys from The Contenders, or The Contender, I should say. I, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, that clip was shown to me in a training class. Um, if you have listened to episode one, the preview, um, I put it in there, so it's not new to you. And if it is new to you, I hope you enjoy it. It's it's truth, man. Um, I'm going to also do one more movie soundbite as we wrap up here um, from one of my favorite movies, as cheesy as it can be, uh, Scarface. It's kind of 
I think it's the mentality that all law enforcement is having right now. Um, and I'm going to end with that. Uh, the music today, the CBS Nightly News, because I thought it was cute. It would it would have been funnier if I kept this kind of like a new show this episode. Then Portland by the Menzingers, like I said. Portland by Nerf Herder, which, um, if you've ever listened to that song, do you like waffles? Yes, we like waffles, that song. Same guy, uh, Perry Grip. He's the lead singer of Nerf Herder. And we're going to wrap up in a few with Radio by Alkaline Trio. Once again, sorry this is kind of a makeshift episode today. Not exactly how I like doing it, but that's show business, kid. Anyway, y'all have a great time. Have a great rest of your week. Take care of each other and be safe. And uh, I got nothing else. 10 8 out. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So? What'll I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. All right. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Go on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Go on. Make way for the bad guy. Yeah.